Today is the fifth and final message in our mini-series, The Revelations of the Curse. And so far we have discussed the Proto-Evangelium, the curse as it pertains to women, as it pertains to men, and also as it pertains to the animal kingdom. <laughs> On the note of the animal kingdom, the other day my family and I, we were out at the park and we stumbled across a hundred or so geese. We played with them, we had fun with them, and finally I had the bright idea of, you know what, these geese are so nice, I'm going to feed them. And so, as I pulled out this piece of bread, a particular goose took note of what I had inside of my hand, and it became laser-fixed on me and started hissing at me. So I think to myself, okay, okay, I'll toss you the, the first piece of bread. So I did, I threw it a piece of bread, gulped it up, and it became even more focused on me. It started hissing more. It narrowed, it, 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 it like pointed its head in my direction and started sprinting at me. So I kept on throwing piece after piece and it gulped it up, each one, and just kept on running at me until finally I just threw the whole piece of bread at it and ran away. It was so angry and nothing could satisfy its rage. What an experience. Well, today we are going to be talking about the world's food supply. Before the fall, everything ate plants. But plants became infested with thorns and thistles as a result of the curse. What a perfect representation of the world that we live in today. A world of thorns and thistles. In the garden... Everything came easy. Food was easy to find. The work to obtain it was enjoyable, was fulfilling. No pain, no obstacles. And then humanity rebelled and brought pain, obstacles, and even starvation upon themselves. Thorns and thistles might not seem too dreadful to us as some of the other things that we've talked about inside of this mini-series, but let's be honest. Whenever we run into them, we tend to avoid them. If any of you play disc golf, you will know that one of the best places to go is Riverbend Park. Just like normal golf, it provides a nice opportunity to play a sport, but also to be able to socialize along the way. So it's a very casual sport. But there's a drawback at this particular course, thorns. If you do not throw the frisbee perfectly, it's going to veer either to the left or to the right, and it's going to end up in a bush or deep into the woods. You might as well let it go at that point because it's not worth fighting through the thorns and the thistles to retrieve your disc. Who wants to fight through a forest like that? Who wants to fight through a condition like that just to retrieve a frisbee? Thorns are a deterrent. Where they are, you dare not go. Imagine poor Adam and Eve prior to the fall. They didn't wear any clothes. Could you imagine picking around in the garden amongst these cursed plants? But God covered them with clothes that he fashioned together. The first ever sacrifice to cover over sin for mankind. It might be hard to relate to their dilemma, so think of it in terms of walking around barefoot. You don't walk around 
barefoot, just anywhere. Most of the time you dream about walking barefoot down the beach in the sand. It's comfortable. It's it's practically paradise. It feels so good. No garbage, no litter, nothing that you could step on that will bring you pain. It's a matter of having absolute confidence in your own safety and security when you go barefoot. Now, would you dare walk barefoot in downtown Cleveland? You've seen the type of litter that people leave laying around in the city. You would have to be absolutely crazy to walk barefoot in downtown Cleveland. If you have children, you can't even walk barefoot in your home most of the time. There is this really popular gif, which is kind of a uh, repeating image um, of, uh, of, of, of a picture of a scene. And there's a very popular one that is titled Training for Parenthood. And what it is, is it's this guy who's running barefoot on a treadmill while one of his buddies is sitting there with a bucket of Legos, pouring them on, and the guy's just stepping on all the Legos. And it looks absolutely agonizing. Thorns and thistles are symbolic of all the unnecessary evils that we must endure as a result of the curse. When you think about it, they really are just leaves, stems, roots, and buds. That's all they are. But the curse has made them stiff, rigid, and sharp. Sin has taken something good and made it dangerous. In fact, you don't need to be a Christian to figure out the purpose of thorns and thistles. Whether you believe they were a result of the curse directly or if they are derived from evolutionary processes, everyone knows that their purpose is to prevent you from eating certain plants. In that respect, they've corrupted the world's food supply. Think about this. God only permitted mankind and the animals to eat plants inside of the Garden of Eden. It was not until the flood where he said that it was okay to eat meat. And yet, there is evidence that animals ate one another and people ate animals and they ate one another in that regard um, before the flood happened. So what this tells us is that they wanted the most convenient and easiest to obtain meal. And who wants to eat a salad full of thorns and thistles? Nature tends to prefer what's cheap. Just look at the drive through at McDonald's any given time of the day, and you'll see that people will go to McDonald's opposed to going to some sort of sit-down restaurant because it's fast and it's easy. The world was driven crazy by thorns and thistles inside of their food. In John chapter 8, Jesus was having a lively discussion with the Pharisees. And remember, the Pharisees, they were holy men. We seem to think, think of them as bad guys, wicked people, just nasty, nasty things. And yet they were holy men. But they, they were far more righteous than the average person. In John 8, in verse 42, Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. And in verse 44, he told them, You belong to your father, the devil. The true colors of the world have been on display the past couple of weeks in America. We rejoice that Roe v. Wade was overturned, 
But the aftermath has been something else. People are becoming violent over a decision that simply allows states to determine their own laws regarding abortion. Prior to this decision, the Guttmacher Institute, a pro-abortion organization, reported that one out of five babies, one out of five, were aborted in 2020 by one means or another. One out of five babies were aborted in 2020. Our theme song for Vacation Bible School this year says, This crazy world has gone astray, but Jesus is the only way. Well, that's a timely reminder, especially since this VBS theme is the value of life. This crazy world and its people are the very ones Jesus died for. And he did it with no conditions, with no expectations. When he was apprehended and taken into custody by Roman soldiers, Matthew 27 reveals that they dressed Jesus up like a king. They gave him a robe, they gave him a staff, and they twisted together a crown of thorns. And they placed it on his brow. It's almost like Satan spoke into the ears of these Roman soldiers to tell them, curse him, put a crown of thorns on his head, remind him of what it is that he's dying for, a wretched and lost world. He needs to know that what he is doing ain't worth the effort. Peter tried to warned Jesus against this fate, saying, This shall never happen to you. But Jesus told him, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but the concerns of man. So he placed a crown of thorns on his head. They beat him, spat on him, and mocked him. And they took off the robe, but the crown of thorns was stuck on his head. Here is your king. Here is his kingdom, a kingdom of thorns. The world was cursed. Jesus wore the curse on his head. He took upon our wickedness and died for our sins. For the believer, he has set us free. He has made us into a new creation. And one day, you and I will be welcomed into a kingdom with no thorns. His kingdom will last forever. You and I were worth saving, and Jesus is worthy of our praise. I'd like to thank you for joining me for today's sermon. Again, my name is Bill Sang from Faith Presbyterian Church. We would love to have you on a Sunday morning at Faith Presbyterian Church at 1030. Please do not forget to like, share, and subscribe.